0: Welcome to Downtime Goes Downhill, a podcast mini-series that's going to take you with us as we ever go at racing downhill at both regional and national level. I'm your host, Chris Hall, and I'll be joined by my good friends, Jonathan Matthews and Ben Thompson. Three different riders with different abilities, strengths, weaknesses, goals, and fears. We'll share our preparation, training, and setup. You'll hear all about our experiences at the races, good and bad, and we'll also be bringing in some of the best in the world to help us improve throughout the year. So there's going to be heaps to learn too downtime goes downhill wouldn't be happening without the support of some incredible brands so a massive thank you to canyon bikes fox suspension wahoo fitness fox clothing and protection max's tires magura brakes and we are one Composites wheels this is episode three and we're going racing we sit down for a chat after practice and also after the race day to debrief on how it all went hear about our different approaches to the weekend our results how we feel about them and what we plan to do next Also, a massive thank you to everyone at the races who came and said hello, and everyone that's been in touch about the project. It's awesome to hear how many of you are into this and are following our season. We really hope you enjoy coming on this ride with us. So without further ado, here's Downtime Goes Downhill, episode three. Okay, (laughs) we're we're here in person, and we've actually been riding bikes together for the first time since uh, the photo shoot, which was in... March. We've been in the same spot. Riding downhill bikes. It's been uh sunny, dry, dusty. Pretty incredible. And in Wales. And in Wales, yeah. Pretty incredible day out, huh? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And well, I mean it started off pretty well, just the scenery on the drive from where we're staying to the track is like yeah. phenomenal. It's stunning. Yeah. Like we were in an episode of Top Gear or something on the way over the moors. Pretty nice way to start the day. Um well let's yeah, let's go through it a little bit. Unpack unpack the day. Uh, or unpack pack the cars. <laughs> unpack the cars, which have got way too much kit in, to be fair. Mm. Um, all right, so we got there like, fairly early, signed on, got the bikes out, and uh, went up for practice. Uplift, fair play,
1: pierce cycles. I'm very impressed with the. Super efficient. Um, yeah. Overall, just a slick, well run process. The whole, all of it. Very impressed. And the marshalling as well, they were so on top of. Um, shutting down the track when it needed easy to, getting it open really quickly. It was um, yeah, impressive. Yeah, yeah, really
0: good organisation. So thank you to those uh, men and women that were on the hill looking after us all day. Uh, ben, start with you. Like, um, what were your first impressions of the track? How were you
2: feeling first thing? Uh, <clears throat> after saying I was feeling pretty nervous about it on previous episodes, um, I'd calmed down a bit and I was feeling quite chilled about it today. Just a day's uplift really. Yeah. Um, no no time runs today. Yeah. So I was quite relaxed. And then we and we'd watched we'd watched a like a preview vid- video. Yeah, Pearson <laughs> put like, something on YouTube. Oh, yeah, this looks fine. There's a few little <laughs> there's a few little jumps at the top, but it was really muddy and whoever was in that video was just like pop, popping over them. They're like, Yeah, it looks it looks easy, fine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we went up. And um I guess as well but we've all been to revs just down the valley so we know around there is proper mountains it's big tall and it's steep yeah. But that was all that was all okay and we first run down we're like ah oh, okay these <laughs> jumps are maybe like a little bit bigger than we were anticipating yes so um yeah first impression after the first run was like uh i feel a little bit uh out of my depth here okay um definitely out of my comfort zone but then as we warmed up Through the day, I think all of us we sort of settled into it and uh, yeah started to really enjoy it. Basically,
0: yeah. What about you? First run, John? It was
1: a bit greasy in some of the darker wood sections, eh? It was, and the um, the shale section up top was definitely wet compared with the maybe the lower third of the course. So it was, you know, a little bit interesting. And then the middle woods was greasy, and yeah, it was that first run was. You know, I had it in my head, it's going to be a bit rubbish, so you know, it's what it is. Um, and then yeah, after that, one, two and three were, were fine, really. They were all kind of like started kind of yeah. feeling more, a bit more normal. And okay, I can't remember how to do a to ride a bike, Definitely. but I think you know, one thing we were saying is you know, first practice run, you're coming from the car to riding a full on the track there's no warm-up there's no like warm-up track for you to have a you know maybe some places you go you might have to ride down a track to get to the start that's not the case here you, you know you you push up a, a push up and then it's like have at it here you go yeah and it's fast from the get-go this track right? yeah the average speed i'm guessing
0: like especially for the top riders is pretty high yeah definitely room for uh some some issues if you if things go a bit wrong Ben, what kind of have you bit would you say you followed a process today? Like what things did you want to do? And that can we we don't necessarily need to start from like <clears throat> the, the time we swung our legs over the bikes. Did you have a plan of like things you wanted to get done throughout the day? No, no plan for today. Just enjoy
2: it, basically. Um, just uh <clears throat> get into it and feel comfortable. Um I guess take a few take a few turns so like follow johnny and switch switch things around so we all get a bit of an idea about how each other are doing um but other than that i think once i was on the track i was like right I, now that now that i'm here and there are things that are challenging me i want to try and tick yeah tick those off and build yeah. up build my way through those and i hear on saturday night there's still one jump that i haven't had a proper go at yet
0: okay so um what and how okay, so off. how is that
2: like sitting in your mind what's your plan um well we've got four runs four runs tomorrow fingers <laughs> um, crossed yeah two practice two race. Two practice two race so so well i guess there's when you're when you're racing and there's uh like a feature like that it's a bit of this i think it's within my ability but it's probably even johnny you were finding it a bit sketchy um i'd describe you as a better jumper than i am probably more confident anyway um it's a question of like how much do i want to risk how much do i want to risk that feature yeah for the difference it might make in my making my race times
0: what do you reckon it's worth like
2: time-wise can't be a whole lot it's definitely slower not to jump it yeah so um you've got to give it a Go really, so you can like I suppose you can either leave it till leave it till last run and go right, okay, here we go, go hard or or go home. yeah it's it's tricky it's tricky, it's not so much like with a decent run into this jump, it'd be fine it's just it comes straight after a bit of a tight turn, yeah it's a little bit difficult to set up just right um and it doesn't feel like a first run maneuver either so that only leaves second yeah. run to give it a go so i suppose see how it goes on second run yeah uh and if it gets sent on the second run then it's all fine for the rest of the day but uh
0: do you have prior experience <laughs> of like approaching features in that way at races like do you know, like man. are you okay with that the adrenaline that builds coming into that is that something you're familiar with
2: uh not I mean, not for a long, long time. In enduros, which is what I've done more of recently, there's never ever re- really anywhere on those trails where you're like, "Well, I'm not sure if I can, if I can ride this or this bit. This bit scares me." Um, so, and we were also we were talking about this that <clears throat> um, if you want to do, or I I've no. Uh, great aims at troubling anyone in this race at the top end of the field but i'd like to do as well as i can yeah Uh, but if you want to if you want to do well at these races you've got to hit all these features basically there's no like skipping out of stuff you've got to do it so um (laughs) yeah, <laughs> we'll see how we get on tomorrow obsessing about this one feature on the course to yeah. the detriment of everywhere else probably who knows yeah. we'll see
0: how. We'll, uh, we'll update on that after the race tomorrow Johnny <laughs> what about you, have you been through a process today would you say, I remember you saying in previous episodes you wanted to like work out what your race process would be and try and build that process, that was part of your weekend,
1: I think I, I think as of the second round, I'd, I'd made the decision that you know I didn't really want to s- stop and look at lines so much I didn't feel that there was too many lines I, I, I think what I was thinking was if I see a line as I'm riding then it's the type of line that I would normally take when I'm riding and so those are the lines I want to take I don't want to take a line that I, I maybe see or I'm told about that doesn't maybe fit how I like to to ride yeah, fair. so um so I kept it quite simple like that, that you know there were some things that popped up that you know I, I varied on a kind of run to run basis, um, but I more I just wanted to kind of just kind of like find that flow of the of the, of the hill and mm-hmm. of the track. Um, where do I feel I can push it? Where should I kind of rein it back in? Um, and then towards the end of the day I, I, I wanted to do some full runs just to, to kind of feel what that would be like. yeah and you put a, a,
0: a run down where you timed yourself as well. I thought that was quite interesting
1: yeah, just just to kind of get a benchmark. I wanted to see if I could do something that was sub four minutes, right? Because I rough, you know, roughly knew that that the, um, uh, you know, that that would be, you know, that was something I wanted to, wanted to tick off, yeah. Okay. And that I was kind of sub four minutes, yeah. So and
0: is so doing that is that a real confidence boost? Like coming down, seeing that time, knowing you you've hit that target. Do you feel are, are these things that you've been doing today
1: like helping you feel more confident? Um. I, I, no, I'd, like I don't get, I don't need to do stuff to get more confident. I don't feel that's a uh, part of my process. Okay. Like I, uh, I'm just looking to kind of build speed and then gauge speed. Yeah. Um. I, I, you know, this is going to sound a bit wanky, but I don't need to build. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to build confidence. Yeah, that's fair. You're a pretty confident person, aren't you? On a bike. Anyway. yeah I, I guess so i don't need to I don't kind of worry about doing stuff you know
0: yeah i think you know what your ability is i think you're quite confident in your ability i would say yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i can i and know it, i know what i can do and what. Yeah, and not in an offensive way like yeah you know where the limit is for you yeah sort of thing yeah and it, we, I, we talked about this a bit in the day you've sort of had this uh, i guess effort scale or speed scale of like one to five and where you ride now we're yeah. talking about where we ride like when we're down the woods normally kind of kind of two-ish maybe or a three sort of thing and then you started to push on a little bit
1: more today how how far up that scale have you found yourself i think that was three plus like no, no not so i think you can go from you know as i i don't know whether i described it but Three is kind of like that committed riding that you do. Four is that committed riding, but on terrain you're very familiar with and maybe prefer or like. And five is racing. So for me, that was, um, you know, it was it's a racetrack, so it's not maybe some terrain that I'm more familiar with. Maybe the middle woods, which reminded me of racing 20 years ago, because that's what it was Mm -hmm. like. Maybe that would be that four level. Um, but everything else was, you know, that up upwards of three. And it, I think Ben and I were chatting in the the uplift queue that, it, you know, it was a stark reminder that the riding we normally do is all between two and three. Yeah. Even when we're like, oh, I think I'm doing well, today. you know, uh, you know, have a good ride, you know, I think I'm going fast. It, it, you know, it, it was two to three.
0: Yeah, and I think like when you ride the same trail over and over again all day, that gives you that ability to start pushing up as well. Like yeah. if you just go, we talked about this, I think I can't remember if it was on the podcast or not, but like you go to a bike park and you want to, mm. if you've not been there before, you want to ride all the tracks. So you end up doing like one or two runs max on a trail. You never really get into the speed and the flow of that trail. Whereas here, one trail all day, like the speed's going to build and you're going to notch up Whether you like it or not, really, you're going to notch up from that, like, two, three-ish to something a little bit more spicy. Will we see a five tomorrow? Like, what's (laughs) the plan? Race run five. Okay. (laughs) Will
1: you do any five before? No, because it's not a race run. (laughs) I can't do it. Like, it's... I don't think you can do a race run that's not a race. You You can go, like, hard. Yeah. But it's not... You know, you know, it's never going to be as fast or as committed as a restaurant, so it's why it's a restaurant. Yeah, interesting. That's just my kind of like noddy terminology that sticks in my head. So it's
0: fair enough if it works for you, that's all good. Yeah. yeah. Process for me was to like um, like let the speed build, not to force anything, like not to feel a pressure to um, to go faster than I can from the get-go sort of thing to like let the track come to me a bit which worked really well at Stinyog like I think built the pace nicely through the day I think actually riding with the kids that we were with like kind of helped that because it was super chill until like they decided to have a little break and we decided to up the wick a little bit um and that's worked well like stayed rubber side up and uh made my way through the day I also made the mistake of watching the track preview video and thinking oh yeah well those jumps that they should be all right and i'm the least confident out of the three of us on jumps 100 um they're way bigger than i thought <laughs> um i did hit a few like of the lower ones where it's like a bit more open and a bit straighter and there's a bit more of a run into them and there's probably also a bit less risk if you case them um first rundown i had some pretty sketchy like because even rolling through them they're quite like the rolls quite big mm. and i ended up like
1: slamming into them pretty hard yeah they're not tabletops that oh yeah 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 they're doubles and i don't think you can roll them beyond this uh, you know above a certain speed agreed
0: yeah but you can roll them which is yeah. cool right yeah. it's a track that
1: most people everyone could right? Ride. Ride, could ride. ride, yeah yeah <laughs> to a like certain degree if
0: you're a mountain biker and you've got a reasonable amount of experience you could definitely ride it um which is cool and then the rest of the tracks meant i've been really enjoying it like the it's a real mixture, huh? Like it totally changes There's about six, probably almost distinct sections on the way down.
2: Bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely different surfaces, like goes from relatively smooth to super rough <coughs> to bits where there's like very much a single line to some sections that are pretty wide and yeah. open with like lots of potential line choice. <clears throat> I found the line choice thing easy. Interesting. Cause like I'm a riding geek. I love going to world cup and like going on the track walk and, like trying to dissect a track and look for all that. I've kind of had no interest in it today and I am i don't really know why that is. Like I feel almost guilty that I didn't go on track walk at the end of the day. Like most people weren't they were were going up as we yeah. were leaving to go on the vans to, to get an uplift and walk the track. And I'm like, am I missing a trick here? But actually I think like just for me, especially first race, just keeping this whole thing like pretty simple. Like, yeah. r- like you said, riding the lines that appear in front of me. Like if I look at something, and I want to go that way then there's probably a good chance there's a reason for that like I don't think I'm a million miles off and then actually following you boys through a couple of little bits I picked up a couple of little tweaks and gaps mm. and things and we just watched back a little bit of GoPro that, that might make one change tomorrow I think to a line choice but broadly speaking I think I think I've made the right choice by not going on track walk yeah
2: i'd be keen i'd be keen to go on a track walk in future i think i think once we've settled into this whole racing thing
0: more yeah Yeah. i agree
2: because even when we did like a few runs slow runs sort of steady runs and we were no like we were noticing whole additional lines that were taped out that we hadn't noticed on our other runs they're not necessarily better like you say if they're if you're not sort of finding your way into those anyway perhaps they're not that great but yeah um probably with a bit of a closer look at things i'm sure we'd be able to pick out like the the pick out lines that might be a little bit a little bit easier a little bit quicker quicker yeah um and i'm thinking about like there's a dark section through the trees where it's really rooty um and slick and when you ride, when well when i've been riding through there anyway I, all i can do is like focus on where where i'm going i haven't yeah. really had a chance to look around anywhere else so maybe I think in future it would be good yeah. to take that opportunity and walk walk yeah. the track as well at some point. I would
0: agree. Yeah, once we've settled in, I feel like I just want to keep it as straightforward as I can this weekend and just get it done. I don't want anything else to be like, oh, I've missed that or like that's going to disrupt my practice tomorrow because then I'm like, well, I've got to go and try that. And actually I've settled into the track pretty nice. Mm. By about run four, five, I was like, I could probably stop now and like, I know where I'm going and I can remember enough of it as I'm coming into, I couldn't go through the track in my head from start to finish, but like as I'm coming in sections, I know where I am. I'm not, I'm not going to get surprised. Mm. So yeah, a
2: couple of runs before a race runs isn't really that long to try anything new out. Yeah. Nothing too (coughs) revolutionary anyway, Mm. for sure. But yeah, later in the
0: season, maybe when we were uh, a bit more au fait with this whole (laughs) process. Um, i talked about being scared not scared worried concerned about holding people up on track um that i feel much much better about that even though there was definitely some points in the day where the track was quite busy like if there'd been a course hold there was one where we were at the top for a while for a red flag i think and it bunched a load of people up but even then really like i did move over a couple of times for people everyone was super polite you held up
2: some guy in a pink (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: <at the> <laughs> I did get overtaken by Jordan Williams in the air at the end of the day, uh, which was quite spectacular. I didn't even hear him coming; he must have come at warp speed from behind me. It was, but it's pretty cool to get overtaken by one of the best riders <laughs> in the world. I'll take that. um Yeah, so I felt better about that. Did you guys? You guys were cool. Yeah, with that yeah, anywhere thing, but it seems didn't, like pretty chill. Yeah. Didn't feel out of place on there. Yeah, people were nice. Eh? It was good. Yeah, good. Good bit of banter with a few people on the hill and caught up with some old friends and stuff as well. Johnny, it was cool to see you bump some old race colleagues from like, it was, like it was 20 like
1: plus years ago. 20 years ago, and I was like, I think I recognize, I think I recognize, oh, I think that's Stu Hughes. And then he was with somebody else, and, and I'm normally quite good with faces and not names. I was like, Oh, I know who that is, I know who I know who that is. And it was Pete Crump, who was one of my contemporaries when I was racing senior before I got to elite. Um, so it was, yeah, it was nice to see them and have a little brief chat and catch up yeah it's cool to see people still racing yeah it's brilliant
0: talk let's talk a little bit about like the general atmosphere and setup like it seems a really popular event it's cool like it's super busy um it feels like people are taking it pretty seriously like not in a bad i don't mean that in a bad way but like the setups there's some pretty sweet setups in the pits right like a lot of people have got (laughs) easy ups bike stands jet washes like pretty kitted out vans or motorhomes like that feel for me anyway that feels a bit different to the last time i went down and racing
1: yeah i agree i think i think maybe this is a you know part of a, a family's life you know they going racing and the family going racing is something that they do on a regular basis it's not like we say we're doing where we're kind of treading the water back into it you know you could see they were you know so dialed in their setup and the kids are running around having a great time it it was fantastic to see you know it was a like family event
0: yeah and the families were going up on track walk at the end of the day all together and yeah super cool and like a few people have got in touch actually asking how we're Managing that like balance between family and riding bikes and racing and training and all that kind of stuff, and that's one really good way, I guess, is taking your family with you and making yeah. it like something that everyone's kind of mm. enjoying. And it's, I mean, on a day like this, it makes life a bit mm. easier. But I guess, yeah, any any thoughts from either of you? Two? Like, we've all got kids, and it is a hard balance. Like, I definitely found it hard training for EWS last year because of the the volume of time that I needed to spend on a bike outside i have definitely and one of the reasons i i wanted to do downhill was that i think i can get fit enough for downhill in less hours away from the house which i feel is still true any thoughts on that
2: the kids definitely get in the way way biking (laughs) um I'm I'm in a slightly better position than you guys because my kids are a bit older and they're a bit more independent. Yeah. Um. I. But on the flip side, mine probably wouldn't be up for hanging out in a field in Wales for a couple of days away from their mates, especially a field with no Wi-Fi or <laughs> yeah, mobile no data signal, reception. Yeah. It was great to be totally cut off for the day. That happens so was quite little nice. These days. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, I think with all that sort of stuff. It's a bit of a trade off. Um, it'd be nice to tr- train more. It'd be nice to go out and ride more, but you've got kids who you've got to go and take to whatever stuff they do, get them to school, be in when they're asleep, all that sort of stuff. So yeah. you just got to fit it in, fit it in where you can, I think. Yeah. Whether it's easier to train for downhill, uh, than uh, like an EWS, uh, Dunno. I
0: haven't done many like <clears throat> six hour rides. You know what I mean? I have it's those big chunks of rides that I haven't felt the need to do. And you can just carve like bits out of your day and go and get stuff done. Like some workout, you can do a good workout in half an hour, you know? Mm-hmm. And especially if you've got a few bits of equipment at home, we've been lucky I guess with the kickers from the Wahoo stuff. Like it doesn't you don't need that much time to get into a, enough of a shape, I think, to have a fair cracker a race maybe not to win but like
1: i think you can get fit enough yeah i think the um so for me i've got two boys that are 11 and 5 and um you know i'm a permanent taxi driver there's a you know there's a big commitment Went there um i think the other side of it is having a supporting partner uh, a supportive partner you know shout yeah. out to to my wife jen she's uh, you know we've managed to create the space in our schedule to kind of to fit all this in yeah um and it's give and take you know we're making sure i'm making sure that there's enough time for her so that she can fit in the things yeah, she wants 100%. to do but to reiterate what you said you know when the I think I said this already, but when the kickers arrived, I was like, oh, oh, I don't, I'm not sure I want to use this. And and then I've really got into it. And now the ability to kind of target 45 minutes or an hour and get it done. And then it's done. It's, and it's at home. I don't have to go anywhere. It, the, the amount of time it reduces out of my schedule. If I wanted to go out on the bike, mountain biking, I've got to, you know, pack the car up, drive. Mountain bike, come back, unpack the car, go and have a shower. You know, yeah, all of those different things. Well. So um, that def- on the fitness side, that definitely helps, and it's meant that when I do go mountain biking, it, the mountain bike is not really part of my training. I'm just enjoying it. So. Uh, or you know working on something specific for the downhilling which I guess is training of, a, of another sort but yeah. it's it definitely meant that I've been much more organized with my time yeah cool let's
0: talk briefly about bike stuff I uh I feel like my bike setups meant I'm super happy with it I haven't changed anything all day I also didn't want to change anything like I didn't want to find a problem so I've probably not been looking like I just want to keep everything consistent Ben you were messaging it like four o'clock yesterday afternoon postulating whether you might change the front tire to an assegai <laughs> no i haven't changed anything i've just left it as it as it is you were um, worried that once we got up to speed a bit the bike mm-hmm. might feel a bit out of its depth with the issues you've been having getting the rear end like yeah no i sank, think right. it's,
2: i think it's just shown that it was set up okay yeah. actually after all nice <laughs> just needed to get it on some proper terrain yeah and be persuaded and you've with by the myself. DHR2s, same as the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. get swayed no, by an ass guy. I know, but when it's dry and dusty like this, you've got to, make, you've got to take the opportunity, really,
1: haven't you? <laughs> but I'm not going to change them now. No, stay. Fair enough. Yeah. What about you, Johnny? You played a little bit today. Yeah, probably a little bit too much. but um, So I started out on one set of settings and changed some, some clickers uh, to just get the balance right. And then I decided, I think after lunch i was going to try the other settings that i had from the work i'd done with rich rsl Bike works and i and that's a a very different setup it's got a lot more compression it's a lot firmer at the back but i know from riding it that i quite like it i thought it might work quite well here given some of the like the bigger hits and i know from a, a grip perspective that it's really good so i changed and it was great so i've stuck with that I, I, i changed the i think i added a bit of low speed compression to the fork just to change the balance a little bit um but yeah so pretty happy with that yeah
0: and you went full pro and put a fresh set of uh Maxis DHR2s
1: on for the well, morning. We've been given them to to use for race runs, so <laughs> just you know, put the effort in, change some tires. Yeah. Yeah. Happy days. Ready
0: to go. Right, we'll wrap it up there, but we'll be back uh tomorrow after the race to chat about that. Uh how are you feeling, just quickly before we sign off? A Bit
2: tired. Ready for bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tired. Uh bit apprehensive to be honest yeah okay yeah because the clock's on because the clock's on yeah Yeah.
0: i feel way more laid back about tomorrow than today after today because i I know i can ride the track i know that i'm less less likely to hold people up than i thought i was and that it's relatively easy to get out of the way so that feels okay it's four runs we did six or seven today so it's less fatiguing like I, feel, I feel better about it, I think. I'm, I, Mike, I don't want to hold anyone up on the first race run where it's not seeded. That's the only thing in my head where I'm like, I don't want to get in someone's way. But beyond that, I feel pretty good about it. Cool. Yeah. Nice one. Right, we'll get some sleep, and uh, we'll see how the racing goes tomorrow. Nice one. Brilliant. Cheers, boys. Cheers. All right, race one is done. Um, yeah. then we're going to cover race day in detail. Talk about our two race runs. Pierce has a two race run format. So you get one earlier in the day, one later in the day. So there's two chances to perform for the series. There are points for both of those runs, I believe. But it is just the fastest run of the day that counts uh, when it comes to the winner on the day. Um, ben, we'll start with you. I think it's fair to say the atmosphere was quite different on race day, like not just within the team, but on site like in general.
2: Uh, well, yeah i mean it was pretty chilled like the day before saturday was just like a, a nice chilled uplift where everyone was hanging out um there was a bit more sunday was a bit more a bit more focused there's times to be kept to um but also it wasn't that it wasn't a massive stress on there either like the uplift was really like the uplift was sort of no cues, no cues, especially when race run came around we were up the top of the hill about an hour before we needed to be every time because we weren't that sure about what was going on um so even though there was a bit more focus and a bit more uh, nerves involved it still felt quite relaxed surprisingly relaxed from my point of view anyway
1: yeah
0: and there was a 2 hour practice window I think in the morning. Uh we managed to fit two runs into that. Some people fit three, so you could get three I think if you were pretty on it. Um Ben you had a jump to tick off from the day before. Oh yeah. Um you are I think hoping to get that done in practice. Yep. Did we that get it done happen. in practice?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was was did the intention go or like what No what happened?
2: so the intention was first run just get warmed up and Get used to things and like eye up, eye up the couple of corners beforehand that you had to get spot on. Second run, just bottled it. That's all. All there is to say. Yeah.
0: Were at what point did you bottle it? Did you bottle Uh, it like before you committed to the run or as you came? I know, like out of
2: the two corners. Whoa! No! 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 Hard on the brakes. (laughs) (laughs) Nose into the other side. Yeah, it wasn't pretty.
0: Fair enough. Well, we'll talk about when we talk about race runs. We'll talk about what that left you with as a challenge, I Mm. guess. Johnny, how did you practice? How did you approach those two practice runs in the morning?
1: Pretty much the same as Ben. Um, Kind of a um, cruisy fast, I think, is how I described it for um, run one, hoping that it would be far better than run one from um, Saturday, which it was. And then I had. Uh, and then run two was just a, a bit more pace than that, to be honest. So it was um, it was good. And the, you know, they kind of went to, to plan. It was um, run one felt like run three from Saturday, and run two felt like run like four or five from Saturday. Yeah. So Yeah. It was there good. was
0: definitely yeah definitely a feeling of like progression. Nothing felt as bad as that first run on the first day of practice for mm. sure. I'd planned to do like a chilled run with a couple of stops for the first run and then a full run sort of closer to a race run on the second run. Um, But the marshals weren't very keen on people stopping, I guess because it's a bunched up session and they're trying to keep everyone moving, Um, which kind of foiled my plan. I tried to pull over and one of the marshals was like, no, full runs only, (laughs) which is fair enough, but I didn't realise that was the case. So I've I've learned something there. Um, That sort of like, I guess, pushed me off. The plan a little bit but it wasn't too bad and then there was a couple of lines we'd watched some gopro video of uh of you guys um from the practice day and there was a couple of little lines that i wanted to just switch up and try um which i did in the two practice runs and they felt good and better than what i was on so that was cool to kind of get get those locked in um so yeah that led us into race runs like you say well, i think we were uh over cautious and got to the top pretty early um, and then throw a few red flags in the mix I think we were probably waiting for about an hour at the top but um, I think the only really hard thing about that for me was like going from or trying to go from zero to hero like you've properly cooled down you've got no heat in your body from like that walk up from the uplift to the top of the track like even there's not a lot of space up there at that track to like have a pedal around or or Mm -hmm. get any any warmth back into the body so it was kind of hard to get into focus I guess and I was I think I mentioned this uh on the Saturday chat a bit nervous about holding someone up in my first run because it was unseeded um and the guy I don't know why but I feel like I can always tell if people are going to be faster than me I guess because most people are and um the guy like looked pretty quick so I just said like if you catch me shout like I'm totally going to move out your way and he was like, right, you go on the first beep. I'll go on the last beep. So we've got the maximum distance between <laughs> us. He was super sound, to be fair. Um, and, uh, yeah, I tried to put that out of my head a bit. But I do think, like, after the first half of the track, I was sort of conscious of the marshal wh- whistles and trying to see if they were getting closer together, like, to know whether I was getting caught or not, which I should try and eradicate from my riding because that's not helpful. Like, there's plenty of other things that I should be focusing on, not that. Um, it did catch me just before the bottom woods and it was a really easy spot to pull over. So that was kind of cool. Um, it's nice not to ruin someone else's run. Um, but otherwise it was kind of, it was clean. Like I could, I, I had decided that I wasn't capable or willing to risk the biscuit and send the gap jumps at the top. It felt like out of my league. I was comfortable with that, but it's clearly a lot of time lost through that top section. And then I just felt like I rode all right. The rest of it, um, I did, however, suffer, suffer pretty massively with arm pump for like the last half to third of the track, um, which I've had similar in EWS. I sort of hoped it was going to be a bit better. It was a long run, four min- over four minutes for me. Um, and we chatted a bit about it, like between runs one and run two. And Johnny, you talked about like doing some wrist mobility stuff uh, that you do and showed me some drills and then. We laughed quite a lot at how hard I found them to do. I
1: was quite so, yeah. surprised at how badly you, you were bad you were at them, to be honest, and not in a critical yeah. way. I was just just surprised.
0: That's no, totally fair. Yeah, it just highlights like how stiff my wrists are, how unmobile they are. So I think there's definitely some room there to make that like a daily short practice because it's not time consuming. Um, I've had a. a few people on the phone today various coaches from around the world getting in touch to see how we got on um and yeah i guess the advice has been that there's definitely nothing uh wrong with doing the wrist stretching that's that can only be a positive thing that can help um general feel of things that have come across is that there's a couple of things that can help general aerobic fitness uh seems to be quite strongly correlated to less arm pump I feel like I'm in a pretty good position, aerobic fitness-wise, but there's always room for improvement there, but like the to, zone two stuff we've been doing.
1: To interrupt, Go um, you got it at e- EWS last year, and probably your aerobic fitness was better then than it is now.
0: Mm, no, no, I doubt. I doubt it, to be honest. Maybe a little bit, but not much. Like I'm in a real, I'd say I'm in a relatively similar shape, plus a bit stronger than I was um, for EWS okay. last year. Okay. Um, I've had a better run of training, even given the month in March because I've not been traveling for work. So okay. that's made life a bit easier. So aerobic, aerobic fitness is okay, but it can, it can definitely be improved. Um, conditioning was the other big thing that came up. So trying to find ways to replicate that. So whether it's making sure when you do go to a bike park, you put full runs in, but also there's like a horrible bride away near me, which is just rough from like Land Rovers and four by fours ripping rocks out of it for however many years. Um, And that's the only place around here that I can replicate arm pump. So maybe doing some e-bike laps of that every now and again just to get used to it. Um, Might well help. A bit of time in the Alps would probably help. So we'll see if that's uh, feasible between this and the next racing. Um, And then the mental side of things. So like just trying to accept it and not like shut down when you start to feel it. I think as soon as you, for me, as soon as I feel I start to back off Ride slower, which makes it worse. Ride tighter, which makes it worse. Um, and, cling you know, I'm clinging on towards the bottom. So I think there's, like, a few different things there for me to go at. Um, yeah, so that was run one, really. I was pretty, like, the time wasn't good. I thought I would be quicker. Um, and in the past, like you, you guys know me well, that would have rattled me, I think, and would have sent me into a bit of a downward spiral. Um, potentially to the point where I wouldn't have even done the second run or where I'd certainly have been pretty negative and pretty miserable. Um, but I think like I ticked off so many things that I've wanted to get done this weekend, like to just be at that race, having a good time, not worrying too much, not stressing too much and getting it done was like such a big thing that the positives from that far outweighed the actual result. Like, I didn't ride that badly. I rode all right. There's some things I can do to improve that and to clean up for sure. And I can ride more aggressively if I'm not struggling with my arms. So yeah, like I took a lot of positives from that first run, I think. And it was the one I was more worried about because it was the one where I thought I could potentially get caught. So that was run one for me. Uh, ben, talk us through your first race run and uh, the gap still waiting for you, the right? Gap,
2: yeah, just be, just before we get to the gap, talk, going back to like the long wait, a long way at the top something that i've reflected on was that um like when you when you're doing an enduro you, you sometimes you get long weights at the top of a run but it's always with different people you get mixed up between the stages uh you could be with all sorts of random people and what was really well one thing that i really liked about this weekend was you're with the same people at the top so you get to know who your like racing peers are and you've got that to, yeah. you, you've got nothing else to do but chat to, chat to people whilst whilst you're waiting up there and it was a nice day. It was sunny. Everyone was happy. Um so it was really nice to meet all the rest of the people who you're competing against and they were dead friendly. And like you're saying about um for the first run where people are worried about catching people. There's loads of sort of like negotiation going on and people switching <laughs> places and talking to the marshal who's tight ty- And you know, it was just really friendly and cooperative and um very welcoming. And that was one of yeah. my sort of not real worry, but I felt like, well, I haven't been to a race like this for a while, I'm not sure how, how I'm going to feel. But everyone was just super friendly. There were sort of,
0: yeah, hundreds yeah, and
2: loads of people who were just basically had a lot of that field, and it was a big field, it was the biggest field, biggest category in the race, which was also a surprise. Um, they're all they'd been riding, the majority of them had been riding for a really, really long time, like us. So we had loads in common. Or like the other group where people had come from some other sort of, it was quite. we talked to quite a few people who'd come from like motocross and had taken up downhilling as like a sort of friendlier or cheaper or less less dangerous, I don't know, option. So it was kind of like two groups of people. It was just really, it was great to like have a chat, have a chat and uh, meet all these people.
0: Yeah, it felt like a bunch of mates racing, to be fair. I think they've all raced together for so many years that the banter was really good, but it wasn't clicky. Like, it was super friendly. Everyone was really welcoming. So, yeah, massive, like, shout-out to everyone who spent some time with us and chatted and helped, like, ease the nerves for us and stuff. So, yeah, definitely. It was really cool.
2: Yeah, so first run. um, So the plan for the first run for me, gap-wise, was was squish it. so that came okay. off no problem um it was so it was it, the, fir- the having to do four runs in the morning which isn't what I'd have liked to have done either but actually it, that went that went really well and I didn't feel tired at the bottom of those runs um so I think that gave me a bit more confidence that I was cause the day before we were getting quite tired um, it gave me a bit more confidence that I'd be able to hang on till the end um, without much issue, which I did. It went uh, it went smoothly, uh, no massive issues. <clears throat> Switched a few things around from the day before. Like there was um, near the bottom, there was a stump which I'd been going over, but we followed Johnny down on the first run that morning, and he kn- and he got bucked by this stump. So that was like off the agenda for the re- for the rest of the day. Uh, so that was a little bit slower um got across the finish field without sliding out as well uh <laughs> and it uh, you know pretty happy with how it went and i think it uh it slotted me into 20th which was i was quite happy with really um yeah, yeah. I felt like i had a bit more left to give
0: nice happy mm-hmm. days johnny what about you what was uh what was the aim for run 1 and how did it go
1: um i think the aim was just to get running it um just to, you know, we've not done a race run, actual race run in so long. Um, and I think the, the weight at the top gave me too much time to, to think. And I spent too much time thinking about the run. Um, and it's just didn't have, for me, it just didn't have the kind of, I guess the, the intensity that I was looking for. Um, but it was a safe run. It was pretty good. Um, but it was, yeah, just not quite what I was wanting.
0: What What was it that took that intensity away from you? Do you think, like, why Why did you struggle to tap
1: into that? Because I've been thinking about it too much. So what? What? What's
0: happening in your head on the start line then that you wouldn't normally want to be happening in your head at the start?
1: Something's happening in my head. I don't want <laughs> anything happening in my head. I'm a yeah. I'm I'm the type of person who's very wrapped up in their own stuck in their own head um so you know I'm, i'm a you know typical overthinker i'm always thinking about stuff i find it very difficult to switch off my brain um especially when going to sleep so given the opportunity to stand in one spot dwelling on Something that's about to happen, and one of the guys in the queue, he put it so well. He he said, he said, "Oh, I love this sport. I yeah, I love downhilling, but I hate this moment. I hate it. This this five minutes. He says, when I get on the line and I've got thirty seconds to go, it all goes, and I'm completely fine, and I'm ready to go. But this, oh, I hate it, but I love it. I, you know. And it was that kind of, you know, juxtaposition of this." Thing that you hate, and then this thing that you love. So, and I, you know, when he said it, I was like, oh, "He's so right. He's so right." It's um, um but it's what ke- I guess keeps people coming back. And for me, I just, you know, I was like, I was thinking about lines. I was like, "How do I want to ride?" I was just, I just thought way too much. Um, but no, that that's part of the process. that's part of, I guess, my process figuring these things out and putting a race run in, which we've not done in a long time, and. guys that we were racing against, you know, I I might have gone and had a look to see how you know they've done in the past, and you know, they're 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 racing all the time. They're really you know adept at it, really good at it, and really used to racing, and we're not.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So, has your deep dive into our competitors been since the race,
1: or was that pre-race? No, since since the race. Okay, I went and had a look, and you know, on roots and rain, you can see. You know, um, like that chart of your, um, your results of the races you've done, you know, mine's like, you know, if, if at most one a year, but, but not, and you know, everyone else is like, looks like my heart rate on one of my workouts. <laughs> so um, full credit to them, you know, they're you know, aficionados of the sport and they deserve to be up there.
0: Yeah, really the uh, the quality of riders across all the categories was another thing that really stood out. Like it's a proper bunch of
1: shredders. Huh? Like, there's some really was, good riders. That was one thing I wanted to say. I was so amazed and impressed by the the speed and the quality of the riding across the field. It was, um, you know, we were talking about the split. Uh, you know, you know maybe why the fields aren't as big and the split between downhill and enduro. But I think what you, what's happened is you're left we're in downhill with the people who really want to do downhill and yet yeah, you know some will be doing both but there's the there's this group of people who really want to do it and they're really good at it and they're all really fast and the entire you know the the juvenile the youth the the you know the uh, the seniors masters vets grand vets they're all so capable it's it's really good yeah, really good to really see cool to see
0: yeah nice one well that left us with uh, a decent chunk of downtime to like chill out in the makeshift pits and relax Hurt, and, downtime. It, it, <laughs> it, and it was actually it was quite a long gap really again it was kind of odd like i'm not used to being at a race kind of with literally nothing to do like i've only really raced in enduro in recent years and it was uh yeah it was kind of odd i don't know i sort of i just wanted to get on with it i think i don't know did you guys find that bit of the day a bit strange
2: I'd I'd have liked it to have been a bit longer so I could have had a nap (laughs) because it's one of the things I'm sure we'll talk about coming up. Like that's something to improve on for next time (laughs) is the amount of sleep. Um, It is weird having that big break and then going back up the hill and having to completely mentally prepare yourself to go at it hard again. I know you do that, multiple times on an enduro but I think you go in you go in prepared that that's the way it's going to be it was we knew that we knew we had two runs to do but hadn't really considered what it was going to be like to sort of psych yourself up come down from that, and then have to do it all again a few hours later it was quite tough
0: yeah it was definitely a bit bit strange and yeah I also struggled I guess with a bit of a lack of sleep I think I think I was just buzzing a bit like it's kind of it's a combination of nerves and excitement. It's Too turning the brain off. Yeah, it made turning the brain off pretty tricky. Like even I mean, I gave myself a good window for sleep, but the sleep didn't come uh, particularly willingly. And then we had an early start, right? Because practice yeah. started at half eight, I think. So it was uh, it was yeah. an early wake up. But yeah, more sleep for the next round would definitely be a good thing. So yeah, run two, uh, we headed up, and one thing that we all commented on and noticed which was a little bit disappointing. I'm not sure kind of what the outcome of it is, but there was a lot of single use plastic bottles lying around near the start and it was super dusty and it was quite hot. Um, So a lot of people had bought up like a water bottle, um, drunk from it and then thrown it on the ground. And I wonder how many people came back to their bottles for the second run, drunk a bit more, and then somehow took it down with them. Couldn't see a bin up there. So maybe that would have been a a good idea, but um, not great and doesn't it see, really seem in line with the kind of type of people that were there Ben you had a pretty good
2: solution though which uh, a few people spotted and thought was quite a good idea oh yeah soft bottles <clears throat> soft bottles so you can get them all sorts of places it's the same, sort of thing runners, fell runners use and you could just once it's finished it squishes down and goes in your pocket or did see some people with them like stuck down the back of their pants or whatever on the way up yeah. but didn't spot anyone riding down running down like that. There was, 100, there was probably a no. hundred bottles up there, wasn't there? It was loads. There was loads. It wasn't it was just a, a few. It was shed loads. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So get your soft bottles. Maybe we should get some downtime soft mm-hmm. bottles. <laughs> Who knows? Right. Well, let's, yeah, let's talk about uh, second run. So I'd done some wrist exercises <laughs> in, the, uh, in oh. the gap between run one, run two. Thanks, Johnny. Uh, I was so out of shape trying to do them that I actually... Uh, One of my abdominal muscles went into cramp while we were doing it, which you all found hilarious and I found quite freaky. But there we go. Um, But actually, I felt a lot better coming into the second run. The second run was the one that I really wanted to do and felt like was my opportunity to do the best I could do. We're seeded for the second runs based on the first run time, so I'm unlikely to get caught unless the person behind me, I guess, is someone who crashed in the first run and is like way, way faster than me um so I was less worried about that I also remembered to do some of the things that I'd planned to do like for the first run which was to just take a moment at the top of the run do a bit of deep breathing and then try and focus on my breathing on the way down as well um and that was actually super nice like just sitting in the gate staring down the track like taking some big deep breaths really helped me clear my mind and like get rid of any worries like think it probably would have slowed my heart rate down i felt really calm um dropping into that run which was really nice I had a good focus on breathing for the vast majority of the run um and i would say my arms were better they weren't perfect but i definitely that like the arm pump point at which i started to ride worse as a result of it was further down the track um so that was good and it was just like a steady clean run like I wouldn't say there was any aggression to my riding. Uh, I wasn't really taking any risks, but it was a clean run. I wanted to see what that would do. And it was best part of five seconds faster than my first run. Um, so I feel pretty good about it. The result is still not amazing. Um, I would have liked to be somewhere in the region of 20 seconds quicker to what I actually did, which is a lot to find. Um, but, I think I'm capable. Like I rode every section of the track, I would say quite a bit faster in practice when I had fresh arms and I was resting on the way down. Um, So I think it would be feasible to take a good chunk off that. Um, So yeah, like result, not good. Did I do everything I wanted to do? Pretty much. Um, And it went pretty well. I had a good time. That was the main thing. Come home in one piece, have a good time with you guys racing, meet loads of fun people, which we did. Um, And yeah, the weather and the event really kind of couldn't have been any better. The track was perfect. So yeah, for me, it was a really good reintroduction to downhill racing. And now I feel like I can go into it and be a bit more um, competitive, a bit more, not serious about it, but like actually really have a proper crack at it. Um, Now that I've got that like first race nerves out of the way, I think
2: that would be where I was at. Ben, run run two. The big one. So we plan for run two was tick off the gap. And I'm 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 terrible for like diving into stuff too fast, breaking in rough turns and crawling out crawling out the other side. So I was just gonna try a little bit more <laughs> this run to be a bit smoother, slower into the turns, faster through in places and um, see how that went. So Got to the uh got to the gap and bottled it again.
1: Oh no. <laughs> so
2: that remains to be um remains to be ticked off. So what happened in your mind immediately after that you uh bailed out of the gap? How did you deal with that? Uh that's, well I didn't even think about it at that point. Carry okay, on. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah. So you just crack yeah.
0: on. No, crack yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, out yeah. of the mind. Cause, 'Cause you could you could dwell on that, right?
2: And could yeah. impact
0: your riding that's
2: cool it wasn't yeah. um, it wasn't it didn't feel like it was, obviously it's quicker to jump it but it didn't feel loads like it was a huge disadvantage on that one for whatever reason to uh, to squish it or I think some people were going around one side a little, which might have been slightly better but um, that was fine so then yeah rode the rest pretty smooth within myself a little bit uh, definitely a little bit better through the turns by trying to be a bit smoother it didn't feel like some bits some sections weren't quite as clean as others so i was feeling like it's probably about the same time as the first run um and still felt quite fresh by the bottom which i think is something to probably uh, learn from for the next round is i could maybe push myself physically a little bit harder uh-huh. um but yeah went went good got shouted out across shouted out across the finish line so did a little bit of peddling <laughs> um and i was uh four seconds faster than the first run which left me in exactly the same position by the time everyone else had finished uh yeah everyone was yeah, going everyone faster, went fast right? which quite surprised me um i i thought people would Well, I didn't think everyone would go faster. Some people would, some people wouldn't, I thought. But um, yeah, consistently, the whole field improved.
0: Maybe it's the wisdom of age that we don't all go ham on the last run and uh, do worse.
2: Yeah, it was a surprise. So yeah, happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, in one piece. Um, Yeah. Having reflected on it since, I definitely didn't go at at that run at the same time level as johnny would put it as i would like an enduro run i'm not sure why that is not higher or lower lower okay
0: then you wouldn't in yeah i
2: don't know if Hmm. i I think that's two things maybe i think it was being a bit cautious about i don't want to be totally destroyed by the end but i was surprised how how fresh i felt relatively i think part of it is being scared of that being a big fast proper downhill track and yeah the risk from crashing in an enduro, from my point of view, anyway, it seems a lot lower than the risk from crashing. It really fell in on a on a track that's got an yeah. average one in five gradient and fifty kilometer an hour top speed. Um, it was fast, right? Fast, and there was a yeah. lot there was a
0: lot of hard things to hit. There are either trees or tree stumps. Yeah. in some very fast sections
2: that would be pretty mm. painful if you came into contact with them. So I'm not sure how to. Deal with that side of things. Other than try and go places where you can ride fast and get used yeah, to it. It's a challenge, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm. Okay, fair. Johnny, talk us through run two. You were, I guess, a bit disappointed with run one.
1: Hello, a little bit. Um, but run two, I changed my approach at the top, and I focused on not thinking about anything <sighs> at all. So. Um, which was difficult, but I just kind of just, you know, just, no, don't think about that. No. Do some breathing. No. Don't think about that. No. <laughs> and then that was it. Got to the line. Okay. Let's just try and do a fast run. And how was that run? It was good. Yeah. Um, definitely quicker. Um, I had a big mistake at the top in one of the those, um, like bank turns, um, between the jumps yeah. and I got stood up, which was a bit of a pain. Um, but then pushed on down the bottom and, um, didn't, you know, didn't put any risk on, um, cause you know, my main aims were to, um, have fun, line in the sand, meet some nice, some cool new people, have fun with you guys and leave them one piece and, that was all checked off, but, um, yeah, put in a, a better run. Um, definitely felt the fatigue of the weekend in the lower half of the run. I was, you know, you know, I was looking, you know, lots of pictures came through after of our, you know, us riding and then, you know, various other people riding and the form that the, you know, the top guys keep in their body the whole way through and I just felt I was kind of like collapsing into the bike the whole way down the bottom half of the track um, and I was pretty spent at the bottom
0: yeah fair play it looked like it you entered the tank was a did f- no few of us stood the there mind. shouting for you and fair play your sprint to the line like those kicker laps have been uh, <laughs> working like the wheel skipped off a bump you were going hard yeah, it was, it was actually guess, pretty cool to see you cross the line and literally drop to the You, floor
1: were, you were drifting much. out a bit. We were, I was like, "Oh, yeah, you know what? I I might have been spent, but I I had I had it in me to do that sprint. Like, was, yeah, uh, you know. So it was, you know, the 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 that that side of the training had definitely paid off. I think what I struggled with was the muscular endurance. Um, okay side of things as opposed to you know my strength's pretty good uh, my fitness is way better than it was it you know could obviously be better but it, it's that muscular endurance side of things that I think I probably need to work on a bit so to, to that I can keep that form and keep yeah. you know because I think what happens is you end up taking more hits through your body rather than trying to put them through the bike and letting the bike do the work um because you you, you know you just can't keep that anyway that's what i've been mulling over since <laughs> since the end of the race I'm So you've, been getting, you've
0: clearly been trawling through photos on roots and rain of
1: the yeah, people that did yeah, well yeah yeah because yeah, i want to see you know like how did they look you know what was their you know what was their form versus my form and you know where was i losing it and and that type of yeah. thing and it definitely towards the bottom out you know i was like you know i wasn't hanging on but i was you know uh, you know just looseness was i guess creeping it more than anything yeah.
0: And also, look, you can, you can often spot them being on different lines or slightly different position yeah. in turns and that sort of stuff. So the the Roots and rain uh, library can be pretty useful. for It that. is
1: useful, and I like to, you know, how are you going to learn? You know, you you know, can you learn in this closed environment? I don't think you can. You can learn from looking at how other people are doing it, and you can. So you can either look at, you know, the people who were top in our category or another category, or you can look at the elites, and you know, they might be a mile off. But there's things that they are doing that you can replicate you don't need to go their speed but there's elements that you can do and take that are core to how they approach things that have that are independent of the speed that they're going and they're just good practice so it was those type of things i was looking at going right you know what what are they doing can we replicate those in a you know to add speed without adding any risk basically
0: yeah, but fair play, mate, 10 seconds faster than your first run with a mistake. 12, like...
1: 12 wasn't it?
0: No, I checked, it's 10. Was
1: it 10? <laughs> okay. what was it's first... impressive.
0: Was it a 38 or a 36? Oh, I haven't got it in front of me. You, uh, you were on 36, I think, and then you ended up on a 26. Okay, cool. Yeah, but still, 10 That's seconds a is a lot yeah. between two runs. It's not enough, though, is it? <laughs> not enough. Well, yeah, so big shout out to the Vets crew like it was strong so Dave List in first Nathan Cavalier in second and Neil White in third like those guys unreal so the blessed. level of performance so, so impressed yeah. yeah super cool to see so happy with results 20th for you Ben 43rd for me and 10th for you Johnny yep yeah,
1: pretty happy really actually you know in my head I was like you know what if you can get a top, top 10 you know I'd be pretty chuffed and I squeaked to top ten, so happy day.
2: twentieth. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know what to expect, so it was this round, this round was really just to see where he sat. To be honest, I have, I have been having a look <laughs> on Reeks and Rain, which is great. It's <laughs> full of stuff that's interesting, <laughs> and how nice to meet the person who runs it this weekend as well. Yeah, yeah. Seb was racing also fast, fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it gives you it gives you like percentage from the fastest time in your category across things, and I've last yeah. a couple of enduros, enduros I've done. I've been just over ten percent off the category winner, and I was like that's loads. But actually, the category winner is Dave Wardell. He's like an ex World Cup rider, and I was yeah. further off, further behind this weekend than I was Dave Wardell in an enduro, which I wouldn't mm. have expected. Um, so yeah, fair play to everyone at the top end of that. Field
1: that fast, yeah. <laughs> really yeah, yeah. Fast. I was. A, like I
2: also field. looked at the
0: same graph, yeah. yeah, and I was a lot further off, uh, than I have been over the last mm-hmm. few years with enduro racing, so shows the level of competition at, at yeah. these events is pretty high. I, yeah, I'm not happy with 43rd, like, I would have liked to have been more like two thirds of the way down that list, but the results the result like, I rode in a way that I'm pretty happy with, I dealt with what was in front of me pretty well but I definitely learned a lot and there's loads of work to do to go away and uh, improve things so yeah let's talk a little bit about what we do between now and our next race go on Johnny add in
1: one point first so you you know you said you know ideally I'd I'd have liked to have been 20 seconds quicker and that's a lot of of time well I don't think it actually is because you know I was, you know, I made up 10 seconds, you know, and on the face of it, I was like, oh, am I going to, you know, and I, that was 20 seconds off the winner at that point in time. And, you know, in my head, I broke it down into, well, I'm not going to get 20 seconds quicker, but how many, how many seconds can I claw back per minute of racing? If I think if you look at it on a per minute basis and you want to find 20 minutes, 20, sorry, 20 seconds over four minutes, then, yeah. you know, you're only, you know, five seconds per minute is maybe clearing one of those features in that section that minute of the track maybe it's carrying that extra bit of average speed it's making sure that you get all those corners right and all of a sudden you've ticked off that four seconds from doing if not not doing anything particular but it and that and um, that then adds up all the way down and you've you've hit that 20 seconds like you know to stand at the bottom and go oh my god 20 seconds it feels like it feels like an age But if, you know, you've got to break it down, it's, it's, you know, I was, I was trying to get the course length because I wanted to know what the difference in average speed was between, um, say, you know, our times and and the winner. And I think we'd find that it's, you know, the average speed isn't that much different. So it's like, could you ride at 35 versus thirty seven, it's like, well, yeah, I could. But it's that average the whole way down. So, you know, I think it's breaking it down into something that's achievable to approach as opposed to being daunted by the fact that it's such this this big portion of time that you've got to find.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, and I I rode a track recently that's local that's a, around a minute and not four seconds off it fairly easily. And that's not far off five seconds. So exactly. yeah it's not it's not huge, right? It's just a bit no. more commitment, a bit more looseness in my riding bit less fatigue or arm issues like yeah yeah fair. Mm. it's doable it's doable um yeah where do we go from here so one a comment that came up actually during the weekend that was was quite interesting someone said oh it's been really interesting to, listen to the podcast like you've clearly been doing a lot of thinking about setup and training and all this it doesn't sound like you've spent much time riding your downhill bikes boys which is a fair comment um johnny how would you address that because it's not always easy to uh I mean this particular individual was riding dovey once a week which is great but that's not for no, everyone it's right? not on the
1: cards for me at all it's um I don't live uh, in close my closest is bike park Wales which is two and a half hours away which I could um wish I could get to but um you know apart from that day at Antistinia, we, we did and the photo shoot which was maybe less than optimal um it uh, it's been going to my local trails and pushing up a minute and a half downhill track to, just to get used to the bike and play around with the suspension. So it, it wasn't up to and to to say what you know to reiterate what Ben said. Getting used to the speed, you know, the the speed of the track was a speed that I had not not been riding at because the, my local trails don't afford me th- that speed. Yeah. So I think. Just you know, being on the bike and getting used to that speed would definitely be a benefit. Um, how I accomplish that, I can only get to you know, go bike park here or there. So, you know, I don't know what leg it down a really steep road that I can find and <laughs> yeah. get used to going. Back. I don't know. You know, I don't really have a a, a good answer for the, for that, um, given my other commitments. So, I don't really, uh, I don't really have a solution
0: no, that's it we're all we're all squeezing this into like work and family life and it's it, there's only so much you can do i guess so, do you think it's possible to get faster on your downhill bike without riding your downhill bike very much i sort of feel like mm-hmm. it is
1: I, I think after this weekend i've got a better idea um because i think I've, you know I've, i think i've learned a lot and there's a pace Uh, of riding now that I think I know roughly what that is and where it gets you which is useful so I think there's there's stuff to do but it might be stuff that I don't do on my downhill bike yeah fair
0: Ben
2: what are your thoughts and what are your plans
0: between Uh, now and the next
2: race so going back to like the bike time um, I am going to set up the sender so that you can pedal it around a bit easier originally uh that i was like i just need to spend more time on this bike so that and that's the only way it's going to happen in my locality but after this weekend i've been starting to think actually that's a bit pointless because there isn't really even you know there's some good trails around sheffield there's warm there's some pretty steep stuff out in the peaks but it's not fast it's short is no match for a proper bike park, um, so I will get it in a condition where I can ride it a bit more freely. But that'd be that'd be more from like a practical point of view, and so I can like ride with the family when we've only got room. For, when we've only got room for like four bikes on the car, and there's four in our family, I will take the sender and pedal it around a bit and just spend some time on it, not really pushing it or using it to the, the way it's supposed to be. But that might help a bit. Um, so for me, I've got, um, I've got, uh, the Ardmore's Enduro, which I thought was in three weeks time, but actually I've just checked the it's in two weeks time. So between now and then I was planning to do a few long rides, but with what other stuff I've got on, I've blown that. So I'll probably just stick, stick to the downhill training. So sprints, intervals on the, on the Wahoo, um, maybe a bit more, uh, like anaerobic work on there as well now. I'm back in the gym back on like onto this so i'm out of the foundation program now so onto the whatever the full downhill program involves and i'll just be oh, keeping that up. onto the true games uh, one good <laughs> <laughs> but i mean uh, uh, the like the physical work preparation that has been done for this weekend definitely paid off for me like i thought i'd be what have we done 11 runs of an average four minute hardcore downhill track. So, like three quarters yep. of an hour of proper hard riding over the weekend. And a, a few months ago, I'd be destroyed after that. And today I feel fine. A bad shoulder that would have been causing problems was, was uh, no issue. So, that's definitely paid off. So, more of that for me, definitely. <clears throat> that's and good to and hear I think. Me. And now, like as Johnny was saying, gauge speed, I know where riding at that level gets me. I think maybe I can start to step it up a bit. maybe you can like ride ride a downhill bike down a steep, fast road, and it'll <laughs> help you get used to the speed i don't I don't know think about what other other sort of equivalents there are that are maybe accessible um yeah, have a think about it's that. think you will, yeah,
0: yeah. Johnny, what about you? Plans between now and the next race other than trying to get some downhill bike time in where possible?
1: Um, yeah, so I think looking at it in two segments, we've got the time between now and uh, National Championships, which isn't that long really. Um, and I've got quite a bit going on. So I don't realistically think I'm going to get to a bike park in that period. But during the, the boys' summer holidays, we've, we've definitely got scope to get to a couple of bike parks and i know we've already got one organized with quite a lot of friends but i'm quite keen to get to dovey because it looks amazing uh, at some point during the summer so that would be cool um but between so i'm i'm kind of viewing it between now and hopton in september with this throwaway race let's call it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a throw the, the national champs throw away <laughs> yeah. yeah admittedly the category will be smaller so we're, there's maybe guarantee of better results <laughs> <laughs> marginally maybe Um yeah. but so I'm going to work on muscular endurance how and, are you going to do that Um t- time under tension basically so rather than like short efforts it's doing something where Muscles are under tension for a longer period of time. Okay. Um, to tire out the muscle as opposed to... Um, so from what I've learned and I don't pretend to be any sort of expert, I um, you can do uh, exercises to build muscle or what would be more as hypertrophy to make muscles bigger. And that side of things can um, produce uh, Um, like better muscular endurance if done correctly so I'm going to try and focus on those but still kettlebells because I think that translates really well to mountain biking for me personally Mm -hmm. having done many years of it it, you know I know what that does to my body and how that then translates to what happens when I ride a bike so it just works for me so I'm going to do that I'm doing a bit like Ben and do um, more shorter intensity stuff on the wahoo, while still kind of maintaining that base. I definitely felt that my fitness was good for the weekend. Um, like Ben said, I f- you know, I feel, you know, I feel as if I've done something at the weekend, but I'm not, you know, destroyed by any stretch of the imagination, apart from being tired. Um, and I'm going to try and lose some weight. I think. No way. But your suspension settings, Jonathan. Going uh, I to I'm gonna be going so so much faster that it's gonna even out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cause you it's fair to say you've been either joking or seriously deliberately trying to stay at the same weight so that you I've been
1: deliberately staying yeah. at the same weight, like yeah, yeah. um partly because I didn't want to put that stress of trying to lose weight and my weight does fluctuate, as you all probably know. Um and it's you know, as I said at the very beginning of this, it was quite high at Christmas, and then it dropped down to seventy nine. I'm not tall by any stretch of the imagination, like the rest of you two. Like you two. Um, um, and it stayed at seventy nine, but with all the training, it's been it's been really easy to maintain seventy nine. I tell you that much. It's been no struggle whatsoever.
0: <laughs> Happy to do that. <laughs> yeah. So what? What? How will the weight loss? Is that going to just be by cleaning up your diet, or like how diet do you intend is, to go about diet it? Diet
1: is pretty good. It's pretty okay. clean. um Just, just it's like nip and tuck here and there. I kind of know, you know, you know. It's for me. It's you know. It's it's everything in between the three meals. um I quite like to do like longer periods of not fasting but just uh, uh, windows of not eating mm-hmm. so um, and I did play around with with it during this period of you know you know, 24, 48 hours you know what effect does doing one thing have on your body and, and that type of thing so and I've done it before so it should be fine
0: yeah, yeah you are the king of losing weight so uh, should be all good uh, yeah for me then I think like I'm going to keep up this wrist stretching like I've already put a diary reminder in every day of the week to do a quick five minutes of that, see if it makes some difference. If that is a fix, that would be fantastic. Because like I said to you guys at the weekend, like I'm stronger than I've ever been. Like I don't feel like I shouldn't be able to hold on to the bike. Everything else felt fine. Like I got to the bottom of the run feeling fine. I wasn't wasn't gassed. I wasn't breathing super hard. Like no I didn't feel any real reason why I shouldn't be able to hold on. So we'll try
1: the wrist thing. Um, we'll try well, and get can I just Go just off. add in that um, I can't remember who who told me this. Um, it might be it might have been Greg Minard's coach <laughs> or physio Clang. or whatever. Clang. <laughs> and he said, you know, you can put your your body into positions it's uncomfortable in, and you've mm-hmm. got to be able to relax and breathe deeply in those positions because quite mm-hmm. often you end up in those, you know. It, Positions like that on a bike. So the fact that when you were doing those wrist exercises that you're um, you really struggled and you got that spasm in your chest, it shows that your body really doesn't like being in that position. So you know if you're racing and you're in one of those kind of compromised positions, it's you know it's 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 everything that's kind of maybe tensing up and you know you're not happy being in that position. So
0: yeah. So are you suggesting I change my riding position, or no? I'm not.
1: I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm. saying. I think it's spending time in those uncomfortable positions and learning to relax into them. Um, okay. So in you, the wrist stretching positions. Yeah. It's like it's not. And maybe it's not just that. It's like there's there's certain positions you can put your, yourself into that are, you know, uncomfortable. And you, mm-hmm. by relaxing into them, it's you're teaching your body to um, be calm and relax in those mm. positions. So you know you you can do it by like on, you know on the bike and breathing like you said you you it was better when you were breathing yeah understand. so so you know that's teaching the body you know to relax into the into that position that you find difficult so
0: yeah Fair. cool and then yeah conditioning want to get more of that like feeling in my arm so like I said I have got this fire road nearby which is horrible but if. Uh, lap or two of that a week helps do that. Maybe get some big mountain time for some longer runs if that's possible. Um, and then, yeah, I sort of need to work on this gap jump fear. Like I've I've had it for my entire life, and I've gone through phases of improving on it. And I would say I've gone backwards on that in recent years, just more from a lack of not doing it. I think I think it's just some for me. It's something that I need to kind of keep doing fairly regularly in order to not fall back on that old ingrained
2: fear of gaps how are you, how are you, so how are you to, going to do that then
0: that's a challenge because I live somewhere where there aren't a whole host of jumps um, so I might uh, need to make a special effort to go somewhere with appropriately sized gaps and tabletops to like get into it and maybe find some time with a coach to like just help me feel like I'm in a safe environment to work my way through it a bit more. you got a
2: pump pump track yeah hey, okay. no not nearby because even that, that sort of, of yeah. i find like riding that just riding that sort of thing regularly makes me more comfortable on jumps even though it's not you're not jumping gaps or anything you're just getting used to that feeling of where your body weight needs to be as you're getting yeah. stuff.
0: yeah i think i think for me it's like as with most of my challenges i think like i'm an okay bike rider with a weak mind <laughs> like <laughs> I, I think it's in my head like i think i could jump all those jumps at the weekend like, i don't think fair, fair, it was beyond the wit of man for me to do that
1: fair credit you know i you as one of the most competent technical mountain bikers that i know and it's i think you're right it's just your head that you know, often gets in the way I, I say to my wife chris is actually one of the best mountain bikers i know he doesn't think he is Oh, thanks, Johnny.
0: <laughs> That's never no, that I, I genuinely do ha- see little flashes of like, oh, you can ride a bike. And it's why we talked about it in the last episode, this journal that I was keeping mm-hmm. or have been keeping with my riding has really helped. I'm evidence-based. <coughs> so if I haven't jumped a, a gap in a year, I've the evidence has gone. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't feel like I can do it. So I need to I need to rebuild that the evidence deck that tells me that I can clear gaps. Um, of whatever you know of a certain size and build up from there so yeah finding the right environment to do that in with the right features is uh something i need to to do whether i would be able to do that between now and nat champs don't know um but between now and uh hopton hopefully can you I have watched the course preview for hopton today as well just Ooh, to uh, cool. check what we're up against
1: can you remember time the times when you were were jumping like can you can you like visualize the
0: yeah you know, bits and bobs
1: yeah or like features yeah. or so yeah you, so you, you can you could kind of like trawl back through the memories and
0: I can but it, it, when it's that far away I find it very hard to like almost believe I did it Okay, like, I've cleared some pretty big gaps yeah but I can't believe I did now <laughs> what, do you really? what I mean? yeah okay it's, it's weird isn't it it's the way yeah. my brain sort of works it's like it, it needs recency once it's so long ago yeah, it needs recency for me to be able to like trust that memory but like at, at uni i rode some pretty big gaps at we Hemlock, loads.
1: Right? yeah,
0: loads. yeah. I, not the biggest ones but some of the bigger ones in yeah. that bottom section of trails i rode admittedly i did crash over the bars in one of them the night before one of my final exams <laughs> it wasn't great uh but yeah so works to be done but if i'd come 43rd and couldn't find anywhere to improve then that would be more disappointing like I got loads to go and work on and then just the general fitness like I'm not where I wanted to be that month of illness didn't really help like I've done everything I can but I could definitely be fitter so trying to get in more bite time um yeah just trying to genuinely keep notching up like every element of my fitness I think like I didn't have any particular standout weakness I think the like the zone 2 stuff on the kicker and on e-bikes has, has definitely helped like my energy over the weekend was pretty good I don't feel too battered today like got through the whole weekend fine so yeah I think I'm in a decent enough spot and then just work for here really yeah. just lift the bar a little bit for the next time we go racing let's yeah. before we sign off uh, Ben we'll start with you mm-hmm. how are the how was bikes and kit like happy with everything yeah yeah
2: I mean <laughs> I we, we were commenting on this like the re- last downhill races we'd do there'd be like people carrying broken bikes everywhere, you'd be like it, that three hours between runs would have been spent like trying to make some like the, your brakes work better or truing up your wheel or something, it was all just totally, totally flawless basically um, like bike was great all that set up worries were unfounded it was totally fine bottom the forks out last run as well so i know that they're about right um brakes perfect johnny johnny got his fresh rubber on for his race runs, so you know no punctures um yeah tested bit. out literally no uh, issues. tested out the fox protection brilliant <laughs> I didn't even like <laughs> walked away from that I didn't feel anything um, yeah it was it was brilliant and just makes life it just makes life easy doesn't it you got, we had to like spare like, another set of kit for the next day and you know goggles with uh, shaded lenses and goggles with clear lenses as you pointed out to me after I was which you managed to get mixed up I couldn't up. Yeah. see that well in the woods because <laughs> you got dark clashes on yeah um, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah the support has been brilliant yeah.
0: yeah it has to be fair and johnny you, it was uh i was watching you changing tires and realized you were taking the valve cores out and all sorts to get them to seat. i was like you've got we are one comp six wheels The design designed properly just put a pump on it and pump it up so uh yeah we've got some super sick kits, so massive thanks to everyone that supported with that i think the whole like setup was uh was flawless and looked pretty cool like we got some props yeah. from people on kit and bikes and bits and
2: bobs so we, we had yeah, like we, we, looked we, did, we had nearly an entire spare bike literally almost an entire spare bike with us so even if there'd been any issues we had those bits in hand true which is great
0: yeah and thanks to thanks to johnny for the pit setup you got a little uh like awning that comes off the back of the tailgate on the car which was it was super cool actually like pretty We've, simple but did the trick
1: that was £90 well spent, I think. It was... It much-needed shade. Really good. Yeah, we needed it. Yeah. It was just nice having that bit of shade from the Sun price I think without it, we'd have, it would have been a bit warm. It and would have, we'd been have been a, a bit,
0: bit red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And shout-out to Works Components. They don't support the team in any way. Uh, if they want it, they're more than welcome. But those Works Components, like jet
1: wash things that you got, Johnny, mm. are
0: awesome bits of kit. Oh,
1: yeah. It was that was you know and our bikes weren't that dirty but you know to clean them off at the end of the day um was was really good i think and it was to be honest that the jet wash made me feel more professional than (laughs) pretty much anything else (laughs) worth a couple of seconds probably (laughs) just mindset you know got a clean
0: bike maybe yeah clean bike clean mind good stuff well I had an awesome weekend like it literally couldn't have gone better I think really I mean other than the result but uh, we we come back stronger we do some more work and we go race again but yeah thanks to both of you for putting in all the graft over the last few months and uh, being patient with everything coming together and yeah I think uh, I think we all had a good time.
1: Us being patient I think you deserve a medal (laughs) to be for being patient with us to be honest. It's all good. It is all good. And no, it's been, like it's been to, a lot of fun. To thank all the people that came up and said, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, talked to us, to be honest. It's, it was um, nice to hear that people have been listening to us through, yeah. you know, rattle on about mountain bikes and racing. Um, good luck to those that are going out, taking their kids out to race World Cups. Yeah. Quite a daunting experience. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. To that the chap cool that we chat. met on the Uplift, yeah. um, all the best. Um, hopefully you get to listen to this on, on your travels.
0: <laughs> yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll bump into him in I'm going to be at that round. Mm-hmm. So see if we can find him and his uh, son Archie and see how they're getting on. That'd be cool. I think that'd be their second World Cup together. So yeah, cool stuff. Stories like that are so awesome when it's you meet brilliant. parents I, I, and kids you know, that are riding. And
1: I love that those stories. That's fantastic.
0: Yeah. Nice one. Right. Well, we should sign off. Um, fun weekend. Looking forward to more now.
1: Yeah. I don't think we're doing enough now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. All right, boys. Have a good, uh, a good rest of the week, and we'll catch Cheers, up Chris. soon. See ya. All right, that's it for this episode of Downtime Goes Downhill. We really hope you've enjoyed it. A huge thanks to the brands who've helped us make this happen. That's Canyon Bikes, Fox Suspension, Wahoo Fitness. Fox Clothing and Protection, Maxis Tires, Magura brakes, and We Are one Composites wheels. To so make sure you don't miss the next episode, give the podcast a follow by hitting that button in your podcast app now or by heading to downtimepodcast.com forward slash follow. Also, if you've got friends who you think would enjoy this mini-series, then please spread the word and let them know. That's it for episode three, but we'll be back during the summer speaking to some of the best in the world to look at how we can all improve our riding and racing. And we'll also give you an update on how we get on at the UK National Champs. So until then. Get out and ride.